If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. to you to you and you and you it's reality tv time you know 90 day fiance the family chantel we are covering all things the family chantel season four episode two no turning back now um don't forget to like subscribe all the good things support the show support the show support the show bottom of your screen you can see where you can support the show what up stevie what up michelle hey girl hey and better days hey girl hey so we got a lot of things going on a lot of shows coming back a lot of shows um i'm splitting them between the free shows on youtube and my patreon where you're getting the exclusives so make sure you tune in how y'all doing janine hey girl hey um, so we're talking family Chantel, no turning back now. And seriously, no turning back now. I literally just finished watching the episode and I'm so glad the family Chantel is back because I have to tell you guys, like a lot of you have reached a lot of you, a lot, a lot, a lot of you have reached out to me. Like you haven't been covering 90 day fiance, this new season, season nine. 
I started it and then some things happened and I haven't been start, haven't been following it, but I'm catching up with my Patreon subscribers, all of that stuff. But I will tell you that between the family Chantel, 90 Day Fiance, Love in Paradise, and Sis- Seeking Sister Wives, we're getting the drama that we've been missing from 90 Day Fiance this season. So I'm about I'm all about that life. Um Crystal said, hey, peeps, not cut up on this episode. Just stop by to say hi. I'll catch the replay. Okay, girl. Replay. Replay, girl. Uh, Michelle, so glad to be joining the live chat again. Well, welcome, Michelle. All right. So we're talking about the family Chantel. Lots going on. A lot of drama. And for my Patreon subscribers, we talked about it on Friday, the drama between Chantel and Pedro and inside scoop and you guys I want you to think about what we talked about on Friday because I think it's really important because we're starting to see exactly where all the drama is originating from so keep that in mind as we go through this recap so we're in the ATL Pedro you know he's got a second love or a first love we're not quite sure yet but it's some type of love um Betsy is a special lady with a big butt. Big booty goody do 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 I don't know how it goes, but big booty woody 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 woo Betsy, which is his car, right? So I know a lot of you can relate to, oh my god, I have my my first car. I love it. I'm gonna take good care of it. That's Pedro right now. And it's his first time taking his car through one of those drive-through car washes because, you know, we've seen him wash his car by hand the whole time. And so this is the first time he's taking it through and he's like, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want anyone to touch his car. Woot de woot de woot. And uh, it all works out. He has a clean car. And as he's vacuuming the inside of the car, he calls his mom and, you know, him and his mom are not on the best terms, as we know from last season, with all the drama that has happened last season. But, you know, she started texting him after like a month that he got back from the Dominican Republic. And, you know, he's upset because there's no apologies. And we saw last last episode where she was like, you know what? We're the same. I'm not apologizing to him. We're both stubborn. I didn't do anything wrong. Life is good. I'm good. I'm going to reach out to my son when I reach out to him, but there are no apologies that are going to be happening. So they've been texting sporadically back and forth. And he mentions how there are no apologies, but at the end of the day, Lydia is still his mom. So your mom is your mom is your mom, but he feels a little bit different with, with her. Right. So he realizes that she's more defensive. She's like a rock. She doesn't open up about her feelings and he doesn't know how he feels about that, right? And and I agree with him. Like, listen, the some of the stuff that she said last season and where she was talking about how he had to choose between his wife and his, you know, biological family, um, that's a hard decision to make. It's really, really hard. And since he's in America, he's probably going to choose his wife, right? So... So anyways, he calls her and he's like, what's up, gold digger? I died, y'all. I died because I cannot imagine 
speaking to my parents in any type of crazy way. What's up, gold digger? I would never. As a Canadian, as an African, I know that my mom would would literally have me under the grave if I was like, what's up, gold digger? There's no way. There's no way. But I think that there's a little bit like, I think Pedro's lost a little bit of respect for his mom because she hasn't been honest and open with him. And so he feels like, diamond girl, hey girl, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I, I just think that he's lost respect for his mom. And I feel like he feels like he can talk any type of way to her. But even as a grown-ass adult myself, I know that there's no way that I can talk to my parents like that. There's no way. So I was like, let me clutch my pearls because I know that I would be dead right now. Can you imagine, you guys, if you said, hey, gold digger, hey, to your your mother? I know about y'all, but I know I would be dead right now. So he talks about how they don't really, they talk surface, right? So they talk about surface stuff, like how you doing, what's new, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really talk about the family Chantel because of everything that happened last season and the fight that they got into and how Lydia has real issues with the family Chantel and basically wanted Pedro to choose between her and Nicole versus the family Chantel. And because Pedro is married to Chantal, he's going to choose them. Even though he doesn't really want to choose them, he's going to choose them because that's his wife and that's his extended family, right? So hard place and rock, absolutely. So we get that the relationship is strained. They do like the small talk about the house. He tells her about winter surgery. Um, but besides that, they don't get into any nitty gritty. She asked about the house because as we know, Lydia has had her own plans for a very, very long time about, you know, marrying into an American, sending money back home, supporting the family, all the stuff. So, you know, the first thing she absolutely is going to ask is how, how's the house that you bought, right? Hey, C. Cruz. Hey, hey, girl. Hey. Hey. So the other issue that we're starting to see, and if you guys are part of my Patreon, we talked about it on Friday. Um, I gave you guys the nitty gritty about what's really going on with Chantel and Pedro. But in the meantime, in this episode, um, he's having some issues with Chantel not being domestic, right? So she doesn't cook enough. She doesn't clean enough. She doesn't do groceries. And he feels like now that she's in Mexico helping her sister with the surgery that she's getting, that he has like some downtime and he can relax and feel like comfortable by himself. But what I think is so interesting, you guys, is that <clears throat> all the things he's been complaining about. Okay, so she's a nurse, a RN and a BSN, and he's now a real estate agent, right? So you guys are both busy. Totally get it. And so I agree with him when he, when I think that, like, hey, if you're a couple, you're married, you're going to split the responsibilities, especially if you have a brand new home, the responsibilities of the upkeep of a home, right? However, don't act like you guys are brand new. Like, there are absolutely options. So if you don't think that she cooks and cleans enough, you can definitely hire someone to come in once a week and, like, clean the house 
Um, no groceries. Like if she can't, she doesn't have time to run to, I don't know, like Costco or Ralph's or wherever you are, your local grocery store, you can order groceries. I mean, think about the pandemic that we just went through. Most of us were ordering groceries. So all the things that he's talking about, I'm like, is that really something to like break the relationship? Unless you have a specific idea of what you think your spouse should be like, which is what Lydia talked about, right? So Lydia said, after Pedro's complaining to her that he needs to give her the script on how it's done in the Dominican Republic. And again, it goes back to what we've talked about. And if you watch my show all the time, you know that, hey, listen, you have to have the major conversations about sex, about money, about religion, about kids, all the things, and you won't have an issue. Because if you guys are on the same page, then what's the issue exactly? Because if you're talking about petty stuff like, hey, you didn't go grocery shopping, well, guess what? You can be at work on your break and get all your groceries done. So is it that or is it more than that? And again, my Patreon subscribers, you guys know that it's more than that, right? So um, Pedro just thinks that Chantel's selfish, right? And he feels like the reason why they're starting to fight a lot is because he doesn't feel supported by her. He doesn't feel like they're a unit. Because when you get married, right, you're a unit. Together, you guys are creating your lives together. They bought a new house. And being a real estate agent, he absolutely wants to take care of the home, have a good upkeep, all of those things. And according to him that standard is not being met by Chantel, right? Which, again, I have to remember that Chantel is a nurse, right? So we know nurses' schedules are hardcore. So maybe she's not doing every picky thing that he wants to do. Um, but does that make her a bad wife? And again, you have to have those conversations. You don't have those conversations, then, <clears throat> oh, who's this? Kathleen Cruz, C. Cruz, thank you so much for the PayPal support. Um, don't worry about Gemini season and, and forgetting my birthday. You know, it's last month was a crazy month. And, I, you know, my Patreon subscribers know exactly what has gone on last month. But I'm back and I'm great and I'm taking it day by day. So, Kathleen, C. Cruz. Oh, did I? Is that spit? I think I spit on myself. <laughs> I was too excited. See, Cruz, you got me too excited. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Appreciate you. Love, love. Thank you for supporting the show. So, um, <clears throat> Pedro's really not impressed with his wife. He thinks he, she's selfish. Uh, they're not on the same page. And you guys, like, again, I I'm keeping it to my news and gossip from Friday. But if we think about what we saw today and we think about what we talked about last Friday, it all makes sense now, right? So especially when you come into your own and you're in your, like, dream job, you're making new friends, all the things, all the little things that irritate you about your current situation are going to be amplified. And that's what's happening right now. I don't necessarily think that Chantel and Pedro are not compatible, but 
they're not on the same page. And so that's why, that's where I think all the dramas is going to be. That being said, Pedro doesn't feel supported. He doesn't feel like uh, Chantel pulls her weight at home. Uh, he feels like she's selfish and all of those things. Definitely want to know what you guys think. So let me know in the live chat. Let me know if you're watching the replay. Play Raydella. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, take want to take a minute to shout out Raydella. Raydella, I love you, girl. Thank you for all the support, uh, especially uh, last month and all the things that I went through. I appreciate you. I appreciate my my Patreon family. And so it's just thank you. All the things. Diamond Girl, happy birthday. Thank you. Gemini season. What, what? I don't know too much about, you know, all the astrology, but I am a Gemini. So whatever that means, it's Gemini season. Um, So he's still talking to his mom. And Lydia tells him about Nicole's pageant dreams, how she broke up with Alejandro. And thank God, because Alejandro was selfish. She was a bum. He was bringing her down, all the things. She's like, you know what? Thank God that that scrub is out. And what's interesting to me is that she blames Alejandro for the last fight that they had in the DR. And I was like, wait, what? If anyone is to be blamed is you. You're the one that literally sat there and had Pedro choose between his wife and her family and you and said that you guys were not the same, that she, he needed to choose in that moment. Either you're with me or you're against me. All the things. I was like, um, Pedro's living in the United States with his wife, so he's probably going to choose his wife and her family because that's where his future is. So you saying all of this is a lot. And now sitting back, you're blaming Alejandro, saying that Alejandro set up the last fight and that he probably put Nicole up to it because he wanted to get back at Chantel and Pedro and he wanted to make sure that he was laughing about it. Um, Lydia, I'm going to need you as a grown-ass woman to take responsibility for your actions because all of that didn't happen because of Alejandro. None of that happened because of Alejandro, in my opinion. It all happened because you had an attitude, you don't like the family Chantel, and you wanted your son, who you thought you would bring to America, who would then support your lifestyle by sending money back home to the Dominican Republic, and it didn't quite work out like that, and so now it's Alejandro's fault? How was how that possible? Doesn't even make any type of sense. So <clears throat> Pedro hails all this from his mom and hears that not only he's surprised that Alejandro and Nicole broke up, which they didn't, spoiler alert. There's no way that they still broke. They're, they're not broken up, you guys. I've seen pictures. I, I've been on social media. And even last week, if you remember the episode, I was like, you know, Nicole doesn't feel like she's like that broken up about it. I feel like she's more hiding, like, you know what? I'm going to keep my relationship on the down low. That way, I don't have any problems with my family. I think that's really what's going on. However, Pedro's happy, surprised, but happy that um, Alejandro and Nicole allegedly broke up. But he's still mad at Nicole. And he feels like, you know what? My sister didn't have my back. 
She believed Alejandro after the fight that we had in New York City over me. I told her that he was not a good guy and she still chose him. So he he's like, nah, I'm good. Like I don't need to make up with her. I'm good. She she went too far. So I don't know. You guys, at the end of the day, your family is your family. You don't pick your family, right? So if you can make amends and it not hurt your life, then I think that that's what you should do, right? Because we're talking about petty stuff right now. And I understand that he's saying like, hey, you weren't there for me. You didn't believe me and all the things. But in the scheme of things in the four seasons that we've seen this family None of them have always made the right decision. And that makes sense because we're all human, right? So we make mistakes. So I don't know. Anyways, we go to Mexico next. Winter's getting ready for surgery. Um, What I thought was interesting is that Winter doesn't like needles and I'm the same way. So the same way, you guys. You have no idea. Like I, I, pre-pandemic, traveled like there was no tomorrow. Haven't traveled as much since the pandemic, but um in 2020 just before the pandemic hit you know went back to africa so i had to get um my all my shots and when i tell you that i don't like needles like winter doesn't like needles i'm that chick like when she started crying i totally related and i'm wondering how many of you guys are the same way like as soon as that needle comes out i had to get like my um uh, what did I have to get? Uh, anyways, can't think of it right now. It will come to me. But had to get a bunch of shots. And you have to get them, like, in six-week intervals. And the needle is, like, this. I swear it's, like, this big. And as soon as I tried to, like, pop the needle in, I was like, oh, my God. Do you want your left arm or your right arm? I'm like, I don't know. Like, what arm's going to hurt less? doesn't matter get in my left arm they freaking stab that shit in the needles like this long so it just keeps going going on going in and it's like tears all i remember is i was on like the 16th floor of this doctor's building looking out to the view and crying tears crying and even and i don't need to have this conversation with you but even like getting vaccinated same thing i was just like i'm not into this at all just like popping needles popping needles i, I just it's too much for me. It's too much for me. And so, like, you know when they make you do this thing where they have to get a vein? So for winter, she's going under anesthesia. So it can't just be, like, boom, boom in your arm. They have to find a good vein, right? So then they make you do this thing where, like, you squeeze your arm and, like, your your veins are supposed to pop out. And they always tell me that my veins aren't popping out. But, like, it, I could... Look, I can see a vein right there. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. But y'all aren't going to traumatize me. I see a vein right there. I see a vein right there. If I keep going like this. Oh, look. Do you see a vein right there? Why y'all traumatizing me? I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. It's, It's too much for me. I cannot. And it hurts. Like, prick, prick. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not. Ugh. See, I'm like all flustered again. Ugh. I'm just not a needle person. I'm not a needle person at all. And I th- I always think about, you know, because there's a there's a drug pandemic in America. And uh, 
I, I just don't know how people do it. Like people are shooting up between their toes. Oh, 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 I, just, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, you guys. I'm like sweating in the back of my neck because it just, it's all, it's too much. Uh, Michelle says, I hate needles. Diamond Girl says, I end up all bruised. I don't end up all bruised, but I will tell you after taking the, um, covid shots that really hurt my arm like my arm like i would go like this and my arm would be be sore like i couldn't move it so like i get what you're saying i don't know yeah yeah season says i don't like i don't like i don't look at the needle yeah i don't look at the needle either season because it's too much it's like traumatizing anyways winter getting ready for surgery doesn't like needles and she starts crying and freaking out. But what's interesting about her is that uh, Chantel and Mama Karen told us how she used to, she pierced her own nose at one point. So at one point you were okay with needles. And I guess in, in life you didn't, you didn't like them. I don't know. But she started crying and I could totally relate to her. Um, but what we learn about Winter's surgery is that she's been dreaming about this and dreaming about just being comfortable in your own skin since she was a little girl. And so she gets the IV and then they put her under anesthesia and she's like getting ready to go for surgery. Um, one of the things that I think that is important to, to know, and I don't know, and I totally, <clears throat> C. Cruz said, yes, when Winter pulled her arm away, I felt for her. Girl, me too. Me too. Um, and one of the things that I was thinking about that I don't know enough about and I would love to get, like, uh, our nurse Crystal on board or any of you guys that are on board, I actually really, and I, you know, obviously I have Google and I can Google it, but I don't know the difference really between how do you know what's the best surgery for you? So she's getting this um, sleeve surgery versus what if you just got lipo? How do you know which one's better for you? And like, what are the benefits and what are, what are the downfalls to each of the surgery? Because I'm thinking that when you get the gastric bypass surgery, the sleeve surgery, and we'll talk about it where they take out your most of your stomach, then for the rest of your life, you just eat less, right? Because you don't have a full stomach versus if you get lipo where they just suck the fat out. And then I would think that you would have to try to maintain that but how do you decide which one is right for you and if anyone has had surgery because again here at the, at the melanie way we're all about if you want to nip and tuck and do all the things we're not mad at you do do you for however you're, you're going to feel like you're living your best life we support that but i personally don't know like what the benefits of either or are and like how do you oh so diamond girl let's help so Diamond Girl says that she had the lap band. So let me ask you this, Diamond Girl. How did you decide to have the lap band, which is, I think is the same as the gastric bypass, right? Where 
where they create a sleeve in your stomach versus having lipo what what made you make that decision i'm curious let me know uh, michelle says who is your favorite person on the show i like chantelle i think my favorite person is river uh, i think river is coming into his own uh if you guys are part of my patreon you know he's part of our patreon family and so i'm a little bit biased so i'm gonna say river is my favorite Susan says, doesn't lipo just pull the fat out? It can come back. I know several people with the sleeve who gained it back. So that's my question, Susan. How do you decide which is better for you? Do you get lipo that pulls, a, and I'm assuming, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, that pulls out the current fat that's in you and then you have to maintain that? Or do you get the sleeve, which pulls out your stomach, which is my understanding that then you cannot eat as much as before because you get fuller faster. And then you have a strict diet that you're on that you lose a ton of weight really, really quickly. And we know like the Angela's have gotten it. We know um, Ronald's wife. Tiffany has gotten it. So we know that, that there are other 90-day people that have gotten the same surgery. I, I don't know. And that's a really great question. Susan says, I, uh, I think the doctor decides. Oh, my God. Amanda's in the house. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, miss you. Love you. All the things. Doesn't watch family Chantel, but stopped in to say hi. Appreciate you, girl. Appreciate you. Oh, hey, Kathy, you're new. Kathy says that Winter consulted with Dr. Proctor in Atlanta a few years ago, and I guess she decided to go uh, the Mexico route. So that's interesting to know. And Vanessa says, I heard with liposuction, the fat cells stay gone in that area. So when you gain weight, it accumulates in other areas. It can give you a strange shape. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how. We're going to have to get our, our medical professionals on board to let us know uh, what is, I don't know. How do you, how do you decide what's best for you? If you feel like, Hey, I want to have the surgery because I don't love how I feel about my body. How do you decide if it's lipo or if it's this bypass? Uh, what is it? I just know it's the sleeve surgery, but it's called something else. What is it called? Bitriastic. I don't know. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know how you decide. How do you decide if you just want to eat less because they're pulling out 75% of your stomach or if you want to just them for them to pull out the current fat that's in you? What up, Dopey Dope? Yeah, I don't know. How do you decide? That's a really good question. What is, what is the surgery called? It's really bugging me that I can't remember. Is it biatric? Bariatric surgery? 
the sleeve surgery. I'm just going to call it the sleeve surgery versus lipo. How do you know which one is right for you? Any of you guys have that answer, let me know because I'm super curious. Um, okay, so while we're thinking and talking about that, yeah, bariatric. Thank you, Kathy. Bariatric surgery versus lipo. How do you know which one is better for you? And also, too, the other thing that was really curious to me is with the bariatric surgery, there was, we talked about it last week, there are certain standards um, in the U.S. where winter lives versus going to Mexico. And a lot of you reached out to me and said that a lot of it has to do with your actual weight. Like the bigger you are, apparently the procedure um and the standards are different in America versus in Mexico. And so, you know, we talked about last week where the standards are a little bit different in Mexico and that's why we're winter chose Mexico. But I mean, I don't know, like how, cause that's your, a lifetime. You're taking out 75% of your stomach for a lifetime versus, I don't know if you, and again, I don't know. But versus if you have lipo where you're just sucking out the fat where you want to suck out the fat. Like, how do you decide? Um, isn't there stomach stapling too? Isn't that the same as the bariatric surgery? Someone in the live chat will know. I'm not sure. Um, and is bariatric surgery what Angela had? Yes. It's what Angela had, what Tiffany had. And now uh, what winter has had. So they chose that right. I know. Where is Dr. Jolisa? We need Dr. Jolisa to answer these questions. Or we need midwife Crystal, who is a full-on nurse, to answer these questions. Oh, Susan says, I think it depends on how much weight you need to lose. I don't know, you guys, whatever, whatever works for you guys, whatever is best. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not beyond a nip and tuck. I, per, I personally don't know enough about it. I, I, uh, I would think that for me personally, I would probably, I don't know, you guys like seven. So I, I don't know, I guess the way I'm saying it, I guess what I'm trying to say is like when you're in 20 and your 30s, you are able to do whatever I feel. But what are the long term consequences of losing 75% of your stomach? Like, what does that look like? And, and definitely it's a complete lifestyle change, right? And I know this is going to sound totally crazy to you guys, but like I barely can keep a plant alive. Am I going to remember that I have to eat a specific way and do a specific thing knowing that 75% of my stomach is gone? I don't know. Probably not. And why I say that is because, you know, when the pandemic started, I was full on and, and my Patreon subscribers know I was a full on raw vegan. I was able to sustain that for a year. And then I was missing my sushi because I love sushi. And so I wanted to bring sushi back. And I just feel like if, if I was a candidate for that surgery, 
And then I had to have like only these specific things, which I don't know because I don't know anything about it. But I mean, I I I don't know. I may me myself and I I might be a little too wishy washy because I might forget. Because now I eat fish because I have to eat fish because I have to have sushi. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anywho, let's get back to the show. I'm going off on a full-on tangent, but I'm very curious. Uh, Diamond Girl said, I was afraid to do anything that da- drastic. Mine was just a band out in. Yeah, and I was reading that they now have like an actual band, like a thing that you put on your stomach that is less invasive, that simulates having the bariatric surgery. I don't know enough. I just, I saw it on Instagram. That's all I can tell you. So there are options. And you would think, and I'm just going to say this now, but you would think in 2022 that with um, obesity being such a huge issue in America, that they would have just like more options. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. However, let's go back to winter. So winter is getting ready for surgery. Didn't like needles. Um, And Karen talked about how winter has been dreaming about this since she was a little girl, which made me think that, you know, weight and self-esteem were intertwined as she was growing up, which again, I want, and I guess I'm going to go off on another tangent, but I listen, you guys, like, being a woman and and the definition of what beautiful is 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 such a hard thing to wrap your mind around right because as you grow up and you see images on tv and you see images online all the things and you know in the 90s you were you were seeing images in magazines right you know if you didn't have like that barbie shape then you weren't necessarily thought of as beautiful and I think that growing up as women, we just have so many standards to live up to. And a lot of them are not realistic, right? So when we think about what I think is is great now is that everything is so open because it's the internet, right? So when we think about like the Kim Kardashians or we think about anyone that is considered like beautiful, we also know that they've done a lot to get to whatever the beauty standard is. And I think that especially for young girls growing up, it's important to be open and honest. So when I say like, I love like the Darcy and Stacey's, whether or not you guys agree that they should have as much surgery as they had, at least they're open and honest about it. And Fisa who's open and honest about the surgeries that she's had and anyone else. I think that that's important because you see all these beauty standards, but you don't see, or you used to not see the thing, the steps that people used to take to achieve those standards of beauty. Do you know what I mean? So I think that it's so good that we're more open and honest about it. And again, I'm not beyond a nip and a tuck, like do you, Whatever makes you feel beautiful, do you? But at the same time, I think that when we talk about real beauty, real beauty is real beauty. And 
I don't think that people should feel like they have to do those things in order to feel beautiful about themselves because at the end of the day, beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and you can be beautiful from the outside and be terrible on the inside. Uh, you can think that you're not beautiful, but other people think that you're beautiful. So there were a lot of different things that come into play. And so I encourage all of my female viewers to love the, the skin that you're in because guaranteed you're beautiful. You may not think you are, but you're beautiful and you're beautiful because you're exactly how God created you to be. And if you want to like enhance it, feel free, enhance it, do you, but never think that you're less than anyone else because a lot of the things that you see on TV and online and, and anywhere else are not real standards. They're airbrushed, they're facetuned, they're photoshopped, all the things. Um, and I think it's terrible that we as women have to feel less than because you're absolutely not less than. You're, you're beautiful as you are. Beautiful. All right, I'm off of my soapbox. Uh, we're back in Atlanta. And uh, as we know, Pedro and Chantel are first-time homeowners. And he really, because he is now a real estate agent, he really wants to take care of his property, right? Because, you know, you take care of your home. So he's talking about, like, dusting and cooking and cleaning, taking out the trash and organizing. Um, he really just really wants to have the upkeep of your house. And oftentimes I think about that because I myself right now, I'm not a homeowner. I'm a renter and a renter, when something goes wrong, you just call your landlord and be like, Hey, there's water leaking or there's like a hole in the floor or whatever. The carburetor is full or whatever. Right. So they just fix it. But as a homeowner, those are the things you have to take care of yourself. And so I appreciate what Pedro is talking about. Like you want to upkeep your home. You want to make sure that all the, Everything is organized. Everything is looking beautiful because you and only you are taking care of it and you've invested, you know, that's, that's the goal, right? So that's the, the dream to be a homeowner. So you want to take care of something that you've probably saved a lifetime to buy. So I'm not mad at him. And so he's doing his cooking and his cleaning and all of the things. And he's invited River over uh, to help him, like, build something. So River comes over. Meanwhile, Pedro has already, like, popped a beer open. He's cleaning. And they're going to set up some furniture. And what is beautiful about the scene that I watch is that that relationship has come a long way. Right? So if you guys remember from season two where Nicole lost part of her weave, and Pedro and River were like at each other's throat and they were jumping over tables. It was like a whole thing. Uh, last season, we saw that they had, had made up some and during Christmas, they were really bonding. So by year four, they've really developed a relationship that you can see has come a long way. And they've, they've, they've both matured and realized like, hey, you know what? We have a lot more similar than we then we don't so yes salad dressing 
flying wild facts. It was it was a crazy fight. So now they're they're like besties and and River even talks about how with the whole family Chantel, he's the closest with Pedro than anybody else in the family, including Chantel's parents, right? Uh Diamond Girl says seems close now. I love that. Yeah, they are. They 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 really are. They really are. And and Again, I'll go back to my Patreon subscribers. You guys know the, some of the stuff that we've talked about. So we know for a fact that Pedro and River are very, very close. That being said, um, Pedro wants to show that he's a handyman and not handicapped. Because uh, Chantel thinks that he's not very handy around the house. So... He's going to go ahead and build this cabinet that he doesn't really need, but he bought it to prove to Chantel that he's a handyman versus handicap and that he's he's handy around the house, which I thought was hilarious. I was like, who do, do you guys do that? Do you guys like buy stuff just to build it, just to prove that you can build it? Because that sounds crazy to me because he bought this bookshelf thing that he doesn't. And even River said, you don't even read like that. So, like, why do you need a bookshelf? He's like, oh, I don't know. I might put my shoes or whatever on it. But I want to prove to Chantel that I can build. I'm handy with my hands. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, <clears throat> hilarious. So, they're setting up this bookshelf and talking about how they've gotten close. River says, you know, Pedro's a brother from another mother. And even though they've had some hard times and obstacles, they've come this far in their relationship, which I think is amazing. Um, they talk a little bit about Winter and her surgery and River's worried because, you know, he doesn't want his sister to die in Mexico. Pedro asks about Megan. And you guys already know how I feel about Megan. You already know that that was a 100% thousand percent clout chasing situation last season bye girl bye bye girl bye do i have a little bit of a hostility towards her absolutely why do i have a little bit of hostility towards her because you guys know that the melanated way we have a brand we have a ton of followers we just we do our thing we we do all the news and gossip all on social media and she wanted to call me out on social media talking about how i stole her content Sis, I was the only one that was reporting on you. So if you want to go ahead and try to get my my content suspended, feel free. But guess what? I'll never talk about you again on my social media like that. I'm talking about you right now only because River brought it up because Pedro's like, hey, have you talked to Megan since she broke up with you? And he's like, nah, since we broke up, nothing. But we all know that that shit was like for clout. We all know it was for clout. Those two were not a match. River needs someone that's like true and true, true and true, that wants to be with him for who he is. Maybe a little closer to his age as well, in my opinion. Um, but the rest of it was nonsense. That was nonsense last month. Not last month, last season. <sighs> Ridiculous. Anywho, they talk about that. And then River also talks about moving out. So he wants a little bit of independence. He wants to move out on his own and kind of just be a man. And and what I think is interesting to you guys is because we 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 think about 
different cultures, right? And so Pedro's like, well, you know, in the Dominican Republic, you don't move out until, you know, you're going to get married. And a lot of cultures are like that. But then when we think about the West and the Western cultures, how, you know, you like you turn 18 and you're like, oh, I have to move into my parents' house. Lot, some people go to college that they say in America um, and they've moved out and you're an adult and you do all of that. But in a lot of other cultures, even when you go to university and all the things, you still live at home. And I thought that was an interesting contrast because if we think about when Pedro left his house, he left his house because he met Chantel and he was going to get married and he was on that K-1 visa. So he's really still in that same mentality where it's just a cultural difference. And I'll, I'll tell you this, you guys, listen, if I could do it all again, okay, well, I'm going to say a couple of things that don't, doesn't make any type of sense, but I'm going to say it. So if I could do it all again, right, coming from Canada, I I would not leave my house. I would not move out of my house. I would stay at my house. But then now that I'm older and still single, I would still be living at my house. I wouldn't be, because I'm not married right now. So I wouldn't be married. So I'd still be living at my house. And I, I'm wondering what that would look like. Because when I walk around my apartment and do all the things and all the nonsense, I, I don't know. Like, could could that be what? So... Yeah, 20, 20 years later? Could that be could I still be living at home 20 years later? Could I? I don't know. Cause a lot of nonsense happens. This is a total fun fact. Separate, I'll, I would usually tell my news and gossip people, but I'm gonna tell the world right now because I just thought it was hilarious. So how I grew up, um, African parents. And I don't know if you guys know anything about African parents, but they're very, very strict and there's a lot of rules and all of that stuff. And so it's a lot of like cleaning and cooking, especially as a, as a girl of the house, cold. And so I'll give this example. It's like sat so you like you maintain the house throughout the week, but on Saturdays it's like the deep clean, right? So you clean from the top of the house. So we had like three story house from the top of the house to the bottom of the house and like not just like, oh, we're going to do a couple of dishes. Like you, it's a deep clean. All, every single room is getting like washed down, scrubbed from top to bottom, vacuum, walls, dust, all the things, right? Before, as a child, like not a child, but like, well, yeah, as a child, you could leave the house and go and hang out with your friends, right? So that being said, that's how I grew up. And so now... Fast forward as an adult, I'm I'm having conversations with my mom and my mom and I are very close. And I'm telling every time I'm talking to her, I'm doing dishes. And my apartment that I live in now is like an old apartment. It doesn't have like a place where you can hook up a, a washer, a dishwasher, which I would love. You guys, in my dreams, in my dream home, I have to, I'm gonna have to have a dishwasher because I hate doing dishes. However, where I live right now is an old, old building, beautiful building, but just old, 1920s, no dishwasher hookups. So I, I'm always doing dishes by hand. And sometimes I don't feel like doing dishes. So sometimes the dishes, um, you know, it might, it might take a day or so for me to get to 
And my mom can't understand that. So every time I'm talking to her on the phone, she's like, what are you doing? I'm doing dishes. She's like, how are you? How are you always doing dishes, Linda? Like, how many? It's just you. Like, how many dishes do you have? So I explained to her and she's like appalled because she would never go to bed without doing dishes. Like she would never. And she's like, I didn't raise you like that. I don't understand what, what's happening. So you guys, my, I want you to picture this. Your mom, who is older, right? The boomer generation. <laughs> decides to Google how her daughter doesn't do her dishes every day. What can, like, what can you do? So she found a YouTube video. And all I can tell you is that she called me. She's like, hey. I was like, hey, what's going on? She's like, I found a solution to your problems. And I was like, what problems? What problems do I have? She's like, you know how you're always doing dishes because you didn't act like I raised you properly. And sometimes you go to bed without doing your dishes. Well, I saw a YouTube video and they said, cause I, cause so part of being Canadian and I'm gonna shout out Olivia cause Olivia is gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, we drink a lot of tea. Right. So she knows I have tea bags in my house all the time. So she's like, so I watched this YouTube video and I'm trying to be serious because that's how serious she was being. I've watched this YouTube video and what you need to do is you need to take three tea bags and you fill your sink with hot water and you put the three tea bags in with all of those dirty dishes you have, Linda. And in the morning, the tea bags clean your dirty dishes. Wait, what? So, wait, you, what did you Google again? I Googled that my daughter doesn't do her dishes every day. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but that doesn't really sound. Um, that doesn't really sound like clean to me. So uh, do I then still wash it with dish soap? Like, how, what does that look like? She's like, well, I didn't know. I didn't watch the full video. I was just curious on what we can do so that you don't have so many dishes. Uh, anyways. anyways, moving on. Moving on. Um, River wants to move out of the house and <laughs> y'all tea bags. If any of you guys want to try it, please try it. I haven't tried it. I still have dairy dishes. I haven't tried it because it sounded so outrageous to me, but if any of you guys try it, either DM me, message me, um, leave a message in the comment and let me know if it works for you. Cause I'm curious, like I'm curious, but I think I'm also stingy because I'm like, well, the inflation is so crazy here. I'm trying to like buying groceries is ridiculous right now. I'm not trying to waste three of my tea bags because I like to have tea in the morning with a little bit of cream and sugar. So should I throw three tea bags in my sink because I have dirty dishes or should I just enjoy a really great cup of tea? I'm going to enjoy a really 
great cup of tea. But if y'all have it like that and you have three extra tea bags and you're going to try this, hot water in your sink, throw the three tea bags in and pop in your dirty dishes, wake up in the morning and tell me if they're clean, then sh- then I will shout you out. If you, if you try it and it works for you, I, I will shout you out. <laughs> All right, so back to River and Pedro. So they're building, they're building this um, bookshelf, and River tells Pedro that he wants to like be more manly. He's gonna move out, and he's gonna tell Mama Karen. And they do this like role play thing, and Pedro plays Mama Karen, and it was hilarious. He's like, "Okay, go." And it's exactly like this. I gotta get into the character. Okay. So River, I hear that you want to tell us something. Yes, mom. You know, I think that I need more space and I feel like I want to be a grown ass man. So I'm going to move out. Thomas, Thomas, come quick. Come quick. River's saying some nonsense. No, mom, I just really feel like for my growth and development, I need to have my own space. I need to, like, become a man and have responsibility. Thomas! Thomas! River is talking crazy right now. No, mom, I'm not talking crazy. I just want to be grown, and I just want to understand that I'm a man and I can support myself. I don't understand what you're saying, River. You can't leave the house. You've never even had a girlfriend. End scene. So River is, uh, well, River has moved out of his house. But River was role-playing to prepare to tell his family, who he's very close to, that he's moving out of the house. Um, so, (laughs) your enactment is spot on. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amanda says, we need Mama Linda on here to give us the business with the sink tea. I would. You know what? I would. But Amanda, as you know, as a Patreon subscriber... Anytime I try to have my mom on the phone, I'll be like, hey, mom, I'm doing my show. And I'll be like, hello? Click. She hangs up on me really immediately, if not sooner. She is not, she's not trying to have it. She's, you know what? What time is it? So right now she's like, hey, wait, what, what time is it now? Oh, it's two, it's only, it's only 3.56 a.m. It's too early. I would have called her. You guys would love her. Everyone loves her. One time, since you guys have me on this topic, one time I went back home. Um, and as you guys know, I'm from Vancouver. So I went back home to Vancouver and I surprised them. I didn't tell them that I was coming home. So I surprised them. I go back home, rent a car, drive to the house, all the things. I get there. It's a full friggin' house. It's a packed 10, at least 10 girls there, right? And I, I'm standing at the doorway and I'm looking around. One girl's braiding my mom's hair. Another one's cooking Guinean food. And I was like, what is happening here? 
And then my mom says, my mom says to me, okay, so my mom says to me, her daughter, biological, full on, full bred, same father, mother, daughter, that her daughters are giving her a spa day. Her daughters that I've never met before that clearly are not her daughters, but they're her daughters. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, go ahead and put your bags down, make yourself comfortable. And my daughter will bring you some tea. I had to make clear that you, these are not your daughters. But I say all that to say that she's one of those people that like everyone, she's everyone's mom. Like she's just that cool. I don't know if I'm that cool. I did feel a little bit of like, that's my mom. Stop. But whatever. Anywho, we're back in Mexico. Um, I wanted to ask who had the surgery. I can't remember her name right now. Diamond Girl. How long was the um, surgery that you had? Because we're back in Mexico and they're showing like how they use robotics to like make a few holes to perform the, the gastric sleeve. Uh, and then they take out 75% of your stomach. Uh, they leave like a tube that leads directly into the tent intestines. And the risks are that you can have bowel obstruction, uh, bowel bruising or infection or all three. Um, so I was curious because they didn't say how long is that? What is it? I know you guys told me and, and like, I just, I'm off on a tangent. So I, I don't know. I'm going to look. How long is that surgery though? Susan, how long is the surgery? That's what I want to know. That bariatric. How long is a bariatric surgery? Is it like an hour? Is it two hours? Like, I know, damn mama, she was not playing. She was not playing with me at all. Uh, Diamond Girl says, not long, went home next day. Mine was not so intense. So like, would you say Diamond Girl, that, that it's an hour, is it two hours, four hours? Like how long is that surgery? I'm curious. Anyway, so, um, She's recovering from the surgery. Everything went well. And uh, she did everything she needed to do. So everything is great. We go back to the Dominican Republic. And Nicole, she works for a public office for the state. It's definitely not her dream job. In her dream job, Nicole says that she doesn't work. And I fell out, you guys. I fell out. I was like, oh, okay, Nicole. Your dream job is not to have a job. Got it. And... She talks about how she wants to live her life traveling, having a spectacular life. And at the end of the day, she really just wants to have a sugar daddy. And I was like, I, I could see that. I could see that about you. <gasps> really? It was only an hour? Wow, that's amazing. So you can go in and change your whole entire life in an hour. That's amazing to me. Thank you for sharing, Diamond Girl, because that's really amazing to me. You know how many hours I waste in a day? 
That's amazing. I'm all for it. Anyhow, so she wants to have a sugar daddy. Um, and in the meantime, she's, you know, she's on the grind. She's on the grind like a lot of us. So she is also getting ready to go to a class for her Miss Dominican Republic. And she meets her coach, Stalin, who is her runway teacher for Miss Dominican Republic. And she's intimidated by him. He asks her about her modeling experience. She has some, but it's been some years now. So she's a little bit rusty. So he's like, walk for me. After she walks, y'all, he was brutal. He was like, you know what? She needs a lot of work to be done. Um, he says that, you know, she's very raw. They're going to have to start from scratch, even though she has experience. And the contest Miss Dominican Republic is made up with more beautiful girls than her. So she's going to have to work hard. Now, I don't know about y'all. I don't know how you guys feel about um, pageants because I know it's a whole lifestyle, especially in America. But that's brutal. Can you imagine? Because Nicole's a beautiful girl, right? Good night, Michelle. Nicole's a beautiful girl. But in the whole scheme of pageantry, Stalin doesn't think that she's the most beautiful. And again, we go back to talking about standards of beauty and what people say are beauty, beautiful and all that stuff. And I don't need to go into it again, but you know, we're all beautiful in our own right. So he goes on to say that, you know, there are a lot of standards for Miss Dominican Republic. You have to be, uh, you have to have attractive physical harmony. You have to have a good body. You have to have good intellect. You have to be smart. You have to be outspoken. And, you know, some of the times I think about all the standards that women are held up to. And I just, like, when he said you have to have a good body, what does the, what, what's the breakdown of a good body? Just curious. Because I would think if you're healthy and happy, that's a good body. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think the standard of a good body is. But let me tell you, as I get older, I know that if you're healthy and happy, that's what's important. All the rest, you know, you can do nips and tucks and all the things if that makes you happy. But at the end of the day, you really want to be healthy. Um, but he doesn't feel like she's there yet. He said, well, from what he's seeing, she wouldn't even make top 15 from what he's seeing. Um, and she's like, well, you know, as long as I have you, you're the, the top of the top, then I'll be good. And he's like, no, I'm good. You're not. I fell out, you guys. I fell out. I fell out. Because that is super rude. <sighs> we go back to Mexico. Winter surgery is over. She did great. Um, Mama Karen, we didn't get any Karenisms this this episode, which I was sad about because th that's my favorite part of the show. Um, but Mama Karen and Chantel brought flowers, sunflowers, which are my favorite flower, by the way. Um, to Winter, they called Daddy Thomas, and Mama Karen. I just, I, I have to tell you. Even if Mama Karen had her own spinoff, I would watch it. Because the things that she, she says and how she says them are so fascinating to me. And Mama Karen, you have an open invite to my show. 
I've been waiting for you for the past couple of years. So whenever you're ready, like, let's do this. But she's like, to her own husband, she was like, hola, Thomas, écoute. So you're speaking English, Spanish, and French at the same time. Why? Why? Chantel looks at her like, what do you say? She's like, oh, it is, is listen in French. I was like, she knows just enough words to make it make sense in every single language. Hola, écoute. Anyway, she updates Thomas. Winter is fine. She She did well. And you know that she's with the right husband for all the years because... Thomas says, hola, amigo. Why are you, why are you guys like this? Um, so he says, hola, amigo to winter. Glad everything went well. We love you. We've been praying for you. And we're happy that you're okay. And I was like, oh, my God. This whole family, they're like the same. And that's what makes it special and crazy at the same time because some of the things they do. And, you know, Thomas is not a big talker, right? He's he's the quiet in the back background. So for him to be like, hola, amigo. Hola, amigo. Hi, friend. That's your daughter. But I'm sure that's probably, like, one of the few Spanish words you know or a couple of words you know. Hilarious to me. Um, uh, They explained to him that because... Winter was so good with her pre-op diet. It was clean in her stomach. So the surgery went well, which also piqued my curiosity because at the same time, I would have loved for them to tell us what does that pre-op surgery look or what does that pre-op diet look like? And again, Diamond Girl, I'm going to reach out to you. What does that look like? You have to eat specific things or can't eat at a certain time or after a certain time. What does that look like? Like if we're going to be educating people on this, surgery then we should like fully educate them right because we're watching the show and maybe it's inspiring someone to do that same surgery but then the us don't go into detail so like diamond girl what did that what did your diet look like before you had the sur- oh she says clear liquids dang clear liquids so like water clear Water and broth, maybe, I guess. And for how long before the surgery? Anyways, it went well. It was clean in there. went well. Um, Oh, and Diamond Girl says, and you have to lose weight beforehand. Wow. Interesting. So... Chantel's worried about uh, Winter's identity afterwards because Winter is always identified as a plus-size girl that dresses well. And now after the surgery, she's going to be something else. And she's hoping that she's not going to lose her identity in that, which I don't think she's going to, right? She's going to adjust. And if she feels more self-confident in and of herself, then that's who she's going to be, the new and approved Winter. And so that happens. And then Chantel calls Pedro 
and you know they're going through issues they don't really communicate um he spends a lot of time at work she says and she feels like the way he's treating her has changed and meanwhile we see that pedro has linked up with his co-workers and one specifically antonella who he started his real estate job at the same time they trained at the same time all the things and he feels comfortable there because um, everyone except for one girl, they all are bilingual. So they speak Spanish and English and they're all thriving. So since he started, he's had like six closings in less than a year. So he's making bank over bank over bank. But what was interesting to me that I, I noticed that he's surrounded by women and this Antonella woman specifically. And for my Patreon subscribers, I gave you guys a breakdown of who she was and what their history is and what's happening with them. So keep that in mind as we're talking about this. Um, so there are some issues in the relationship. There's some distance in the relationship between Chantel and Pedro, and she is really feeling it. Um, so... Pedro is showing us around the office and after after work, they're going up for, for like tapas and drinks. Chantel calls from Mexico, wanted to check in with her husband. He's like, oh, you know, I'm busy. I'm up for drinks with coworkers. And he gets there and he finds out, you know, cause he's, he's doing really well in his job. There are a bunch of contests that they have. One of them is if you know, you're, you're the top sales there's a Caribbean trip. And then if you win the Caribbean trip, there's a European trip on the table um, for the top salesperson. And, you know, everyone thinks Petro's going to win it because he's doing that well. After that, you know, his boss is talking about, you know, you're doing so well, you're thriving in your job, you're selling, you're in a happy marriage, you know, when are we going to see some kids? And Petro's like, nah, he's not ready for that. He's focused on his career. They have a couple of cats, him and him and Chantel. So the cats are their kids. And he's really not trying to have any more than that right now, which I thought was surprising, right? Because they've been together for, what, we're on season four? So five or six years now. And, I get, and they're both young because he's only, what, 29? So they're still young. There's still a lot of time, but he's not even thinking about kids right now. And I don't think Chantel is either. And so he talks about how he's invited Chantel to do these happy hours with his coworkers, but she doesn't like them. She doesn't feel comfortable with them. And he feels like Chantel doesn't even, you know, make an effort to meet his friends, to be involved in his life. He feels like she's selfish and that um, she hasn't made an effort with his friends, with his mom, with his sisters, nobody. She just does her. And we talked about this last week. It is hard to like get in with the family Chantel. They're definitely Drake's no new friends. Like they're very, very specific and close knit. And they don't like new people. We saw that with Megan last season when River, even though Megan was bullshit, but you, you, you get my point. Um, and Pedro, it took him years to be accepted. And we think about um, Royal and his wife. It took, even now, they're like not even on, we don't see them on the show. And when they went to the Philippines, it took a bunch for Angelique to 
be accepted. And I don't even know to this day if she's still accepted. So they're definitely like that, like tight crew, no new friends. Um, Susan says they're all women friends at work, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll say they're all women friends at work for now. Um, again, if you want to get in the nitty gritty, you have to subscribe to my Patreon because I get into the nitty gritty there with all the tea. That being said, um, <clears throat> Pedro's like, you know what? We have cats. We're good. That's it. He's not ready to have any babies with Chantel. He's already having issues with her. He doesn't know if their relationship is going to last. And so he's good. He's focusing on his career. We go back to Mexico. Chantel and Karen are having massages because they've been so stressed out about winter surgery. And winter is thriving. She's gone. She's done well from her surgery. And she calls her new Nigerian, a.k.a. Soldier Boy, boyfriend. Which, you guys, if they do a spinoff where Winter travels to Nigeria to meet her Nigerian boyfriend, I'm going to be mad about it. I'm just going to tell you guys right now, what, whatever day it is today, um, June 13th, Monday, 2022. If Winter goes to do a 90-day fiancé with this mimosa guy and I, I know I'm being an asshole but you know who I'm talking about her Nigerian boyfriend I'm gonna be mad about it I'm just throwing it out there right now she don't need no Nigerian soldier boy she's good focus on you boo focus on you anyway she calls mimosa um and tells them that she's in Mexico and that, you know, if she came to Africa to visit him, would he be cool with that? He's like, yeah. She's like, well, I have to tell you, the real reason I'm in Mexico is because I had this uh, bariatric surgery. And if I look totally different, you know, would you still love me? And he's like, you know, it would have been nice if you if you told me. And she's like, well, you know, my ex was not a supporter of surgery. And he's like, well, you know, your ex is your ex for a reason. And... You know, you have to keep that in the past. But, you know, I support you and I stay strong for me. And, you know, I care about you and I want to be with you. And I was like, oh, that's that is super nice. But at the same time, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling it. I don't know why I'm not feeling it. Let me know if you're watching the replay, if you're feeling this long distance Nigerian relationship that she's having. I'm not feeling it. I think she needs to focus on her. I think her seven-year relationship, that was her first relationship, she needs to still heal before she does anything else. And, like, where did you meet this dude? Oh, he slid into your DMs? Okay. Long story short, this episode, Pedro and Chantel are not doing well. Um, and she hasn't told her family because she is trying to protect his image, she said. And also the integrity of their marriage, because we know that they are very judgy, judgy. And so they've already accepted Pedro. So she doesn't want to add any discourse to the situation. But last year it was about video games and, and him not paying attention to her. And now it's about this new coworker and no quality time. And I'll tell you this, you guys, it's about to be on and pop in. 
there's going to be a lot of issues going on with Chantel and Pedro. And so we'll wait and see what happens. That being said, you guys don't forget to like and subscribe and um, support the show, support the show. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. I will be covering, what am I covering tomorrow? I'm covering Love in Paradise, which is my new favorite. I am stuck on Valentine and his hair. I'm stuck on Carlos. I'm stuck on all of it. I love the show. I will be back here, same time, same place tomorrow, covering 90 Day Fiance, Love in Paradise. I will see y'all soon. Bye for now.